1: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dope Black Woman podcast. I'm Leanne Levers, one of the co-founders of Dope Black Woman, and today we have two very special guests. Welcome both of you, Henry and Peter, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourselves and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me to be put in the hot seat and answer all these questions from our Dope Black Woman community.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you very much.
1: So... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think I had a choice. Like, you make it seem like I chose to be here. Like, you strong-armed me.
1: Yes, that is very true. So I'm going to say that I um, have known Henry for a very long time, although I let him introduce himself, but he is one of our nearest and dearest and a very big ally to the Dope Black Woman community. Many of the pictures that you'll see of Roshan and I, Henry took um, or has taken and he is constantly getting requests from me to do a very quick turnaround time with editing the podcast from time to time when we're in a bind. So thanks for joining us, Henry, and I appreciate all of your support and friendship to the Dope Black women community.
0: You're most welcome, of course, anytime. Um, and I don't think, I don't think there's any much to say about me. Um, I'm Henry Robinson, and I think <laughs> what, what Leanne just said
1: we're going to get into that in a second and also I'm going to welcome Peter who I'm just meeting for the first time today but seems like a lovely individual and he is friends very close friends with Roshan and Roshan gave me the opportunity to meet him and he has agreed to join us today so thank you Peter for joining us feel free to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about who you are
2: Um, well my name is Peter as you know Um, I'm a pastor in training, um, but my professional job is I'm an entrepreneur. I specialize in sales. Um, Yeah, as as you said, very close friends with Vashan. Our friendship sort of started when um, we met many years ago in um, a retail store she worked in. And yeah, from that day forth, we kind of grew, connected and we've made it to this point. So yeah, that's me.
1: Thank you. I didn't know you were a pastor in training actually. That's interesting. So we have two very diverse opinions and backgrounds to answer um, these questions and Henry, well, let me before I get into that, let me say that um, the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because, as I was saying to Peter earlier, many of us as human beings hate unsolicited advice. Um, Maybe more women, maybe women more particularly than than anyone else. I certainly hate unsolicited advice. And this is an opportunity for women to ask questions and for us to invite the opinions of men, of black men from the continent and from the Caribbean and from the diaspora to answer their questions anonymously. So what we did was we asked our Dope Black Woman community to to submit questions which I have a few of them here and we have involved Henry and Peter to answer some of these questions for us. So what I will do actually before we get started on the questions is one of the things that we always ask anyone who comes on the podcast is what makes you a dope black person? Henry's shaking his head because he's heard this question asked many times before. So I'm gonna ask Peter to go first. Peter, what makes you a dope black man?
2: Wow, um, I'm already on the spot. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, I, I I like to consider myself as someone that's very reserved and humble, so it's just difficult to answer this question without trying to sound arrogant or um, over cocky or confident. Um, but I would say, I would say, what makes me a dope black man is my journey and the trials that I've endured and made it to this point knowing others who've gone through the same stage and have died or or they're incarcerated so for me that's what that's what makes me dope that i survived
1: wow okay that's a great answer and hopefully through the questions we'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about what your journey was and um and how you kind of worked through it henry you're gonna ask this answer this question as well don't think that you will escape it. And the reason you, both of you are so bashful and like humble individuals, clearly. The reason that we ask this question is because this is an opportunity for you to celebrate who you are, celebrate how amazing you are without it being self-indulgent or without mm. it being boastful. It's just being honest and just talking about, you just gassing yourself for a hot minute. So just Henry, gass yourself for a second.
0: No, that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I mean, all right. So, not to not to try and even give similarities to um what Peter just said. Um, I think for me, uh, it is the balance between living in what is called for two categories, what is called a first world or a developing country, and then not also that, but like what is a predominantly white country and what is Mm. predominantly a black country and trying to like not just live but to try and excel in both
1: amazing that's a very good point that could be a whole podcast episode all to itself actually Mm. thank you for that for future reference um so henry you are jamaican correct yes i am yes but have spent a lot of time in the uk
0: i just added it recently i think it's it's a decade now like
1: wow.
0: 10, 11 years.
1: And, Peter, you are of Ghanaian descent yeah. um, and you're married to a Trinidadian. Yeah, that's correct. So this is nice. We have a nice mix of cultures taking place and we'll, so hopefully the, that will be reflected in the questions because many of the women were interested in answering or having these questions answered by men on the continent, but also men in the diaspora okay so um (laughs) let's get into something very simple which might be applicable to both of you i'm not sure how nervous are you about your hairline receding
0: (laughs) oh (laughs) well i mean obviously this is a podcast but i'm actually seeing peter and peter has a bald head so i mean yeah. <laughs> so my, you know what? Let me tell you, and I and I, I and it's the same thing that is with Peter now. Reason I don't really have too much of a problem is because um I have a beard and I feel like mm-hmm. you know if you have a beard a full you know full full-fledged beard, then it don't matter, you just rock the bald head and you're good. Um, but for somebody who has had dreads for some time and I'm regrowing my second dreads now. Um it would be a bit of a sting, but at the same time you know
1: you'd rock I've it. already
0: done it. Yeah, I've already have have pictures of of my of me with dreads or whatever whatnot. So I can I can look back and say, Yeah, remember the days. But for me it's not that big
2: of a deal.
1: <laughs> so I mean it's an interesting question and Peter, maybe you can talk a little bit about your hair journey because mm. I don't know how important aesthetics are to men. Like obviously women we make it most women make it a point to get their eyebrows done you know i'm deep conditioning my hair while we're talking to you while we're talking today um and you know we we some of us do you know wear makeup and aesthetics is somewhat important and because i guess men place a certain the perception is that men place a certain uh emphasis on the aesthetic of women and so how does that work for you as for yourselves? Do you care about your own personal aesthetic? Do you worry about your hair uh, journey or anything else?
2: Um, Yeah, do you know, being honest, um, I used to carry a lot of um, vanity, um, being quite frank about my hair, because I had all the waves, And um, it used to be definitely a topic of discussion because back then it wasn't very common as it is now. Um, so it used to always be a topic of a discussion. It definitely used to be a way that I used to feel confident in speaking with women because they would comment on my hair texture, especially when they found out that I was an um, African, I always get told I'm mixed. And you know, that was never really, that was never obviously the case. Um, but when my hairline started just chipping, <laughs> chipping away, it got to a point where the reality of it was you know, you are about to become very vulnerable and you no longer have this thing to de- to depend on. Mm. And like Henry said, at that point, I said, the beard has to come. The beard <laughs> needs to, you know, I need to start growing my beard. I need to make this work in some kind of way. And yeah, man, I would say um, losing my hair um, in the sense of, I choose to cut it. It can grow, but the way the hairline is positioned is just not, you know. It's just not hairlining. It's hair, just not Yeah, it's not Exactly, thank you. You know, it's just not, <laughs> mm, it's not connecting, you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, to be fair, I would, I personally would say men do care about their appearance. Um, obviously not as much as women, but men do care about the way they look. Um, and the way that they carry themselves or present themselves. But I feel like that does come at an older age. When you're younger, you kind of just... You you, you do care, but you just sort of flick on your clothes and just cut out the house and do what you're doing. But as you get older, you start realising the importance of, um, you know, manicures and making sure your nails are clean. And when you're younger, girls ain't watching that. But when you get older, they're watching, are your nails clean? I mean, do you keep your hair fresh? Do you do these things? So I would say, yeah, for me now, I take a lot of pride in my appearance because I strongly believe that you only get one chance to make a first Um And two, to answer your question, my hairline was a problem, but then I had to find a way to accept what was happening and just allow the journey to be what it is. And yeah.
1: It's oh, interesting. I, I, Go ahead. I can okay. add to that. Yeah. Right, so right. I mean,
0: right, so we are different, but I guess we all get to the same point. So like for me, my hair like you know when I was going to school or whatever my hairline wasn't like a big thing for me because like I grew up in a household like my mother raised me and how I was you know how she you know when your mother carried you to the bible I could never get a like line up shape up in the front and her analogy and even just like my aunt's analogy in it was that we were training our hair to recede by doing that mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. never actually got lines line up at the oh, front okay. right so that's what our parents taught us. And because mm-hmm. of that, I kind of like once I got to an age where I was I was able to control how I cut my hair, mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. kind of stick to that still. Right. I kind of stick to that. And my hair, I didn't know, I didn't know what my hair could do because like in Jamaica, like you're just, you know, I was just a person who followed the rule and just like keeping it low. It wasn't until I left high school and I started growing up my hair, I, I, like I started realizing how my hair looked, mm. you know. Just like you, people would say I was mixed because my hair was curly and whatever, and I'd twist my hair and then mm. pull out my hair, and then it would just look this way, you know, all these kinds of things. And it was still nice, but I guess I went through another journey. By the time I, I guess I got too vain in that sense, I started thinking of locking my hair. So I'd locked my hair for a whole time and then I cut it and I'd said definitely the f- when I really start, I won't lie, like when I when I cut my hair a couple years ago, about five years ago, um, I had dreads almost like to my bottom basically and I cut it off.
1: Wow. And when I
0: cut it off now, I start realizing, oh yo, my hair like I got mm. this hair where girls, girls go crazy. Yeah. And I and, and for a minute it, it was nice, it was cool. But mm. I just felt like it was just I miss my dreads
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, I wanted to grow back some new new dreads and like different types. So like for me, I get it with guys who always had that wave thing going on. I mean, I could have, have it, had it, but I was never in that game. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that, yeah, of course, we definitely try to look as present. Because I remember the first time I grew my dreads, like when I first started, I made sure it was like done all the time. It was yeah, well quaffed. Yeah, yeah, you know, even like slicking back the hair at the front and all of these things. But for me, no, I feel like the care that I take in my hair and not just my hair but myself is more on a health basis than a good look yeah, basis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's like trying to know, um, make sure at least you know it 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 is healthy. And yeah, of course, you still want to look good but you you've added what makes what what can maintain something and not just like present
1: fair enough that's Mm. that's an interesting point actually i never really thought about how men how much or how little men care about their appearances um you know and (laughs) I think about a friend of mine who is going bald now. His hairline is receding, and it's—he's holding on for dear life. Like he's trying the <laughs> robe in, he's getting like the the black shoe polish and filling in the spaces. Uh, it's
2: going let it go, Let it go. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: let so it go. that's that's the advice that you're giving. Let it go and grow a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can, if you can, yeah. If you can, boy. If you can't, boy. Rough oh, out here in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So let's get into some dating questions. Cause I feel like there are some really good dating questions in here. Mm. Um, what is your criteria for settling down? So interestingly enough, both of you have been in committed relationships at some point in time. You're both older, old enough to be, to have said that you've been in long-term relationships. And what do you what's the distinction between no meeting somebody and knowing that you're gonna just like hook up with them and it's gonna be something casual versus actually settling down with this person and being like, Okay, I'm gonna see where this goes in a in an official capacity?
2: I'm gonna let you answer this, Henry. I wanna hear your answer. Oh oh um okay I was I was hoping you would
0: start right. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you no I'll tell you why I expected I wanted you to start is because I, I know like I know and not to say that I don't have or I didn't have that thing where you know when you're just young wild and free um mm. and there was no real intent even though maybe the other person had intent mm. I, I would be honest with you it, I most likely went into it with an open mind not knowing what would happen if this was going to last but you know okay. if this was going to be like you know a fling or one night or like a committed thing i'll be honest with you like for most of it i would definitely say that that is how i entered it. Um so at what
1: point in time in the relationship do you recognize that it's something serious
0: I mean so literally when i when i started realizing that i was genuinely interested in what can happen between me and the person like growing wise like Mm -hmm. what is the potential of and i would say when you talk about like building a life that probably didn't start happening till my relationship seriously like and we're talking like not like when I was in my early twenties, and I was just like, "Yeah, oh my God, no!" That mm-hmm. like, when I'm talking about serious. Like, like remove the remove the love, remove the 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 mm. the, 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 the you know infatuation, remove all of that. Like, let's let lo- you know, let's logically look at this and say, like, can I build something with this person? I think genuinely that started in the relationship before the one that I'm in. So especially when I got into this one. I will be honest and say, yo, that is predominantly what I was looking at. Cause I was just like, and how I looked at it was, I've been in other relationships where it was just like really, really interested in, you know, you know, loving that person or whatever or what not, or whatever the case may be, how people want to describe it. And it never worked. Like, you know, we broke mm. up, you mm. know? So I'm not going to enter this one the same way. Like I have to start looking at it from a different aspect. And I am getting older. I have to look at that. And, you know, like, you know, in my early 20s, I was thinking I was still a kid. I mean, I still think I'm a kid. No, so I wasn't thinking of like having kids, you know, even though some people around me were having kids, I was just like, I wasn't like, nah, I wasn't interested. But now I genuinely like, I don't know, like I'm around, I start realizing that I'm an adult and I only realize that when I see kids talking Mm. to me a certain way, Mm. right? and it started <laughs> making me realize and me talking to them a certain way as well like like I was giving advice to my friend's um, child who is like she had, she had the child early and I, I just realized I was giving him advice mm. and I realized I was giving him advice just like how my uncles were giving me advice and I was just mm. like oh, oh crap like I'm at that point now where yeah <laughs> I'm talking to people like my uncles used to talk to me
1: Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So age definitely plays a factor or maturity, I guess you would say. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's interesting. I'm, and Peter, I don't know if you feel this way, but my uh, partner, who is much older than me now, he's in his early 50s.
0: I was much older than you now, so he, there's going to be a point where he's not much older than you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my current <laughs> partner, <laughs> who is is in his early 50s and obviously I'm in my late 30s he said that when he met me he knew immediately that he wanted to date me like he was like and he was gonna mm. date me seriously mm. and I think part of that and he would probably say that part of that was very much rooted in you get to an age where you're like yeah it's it's time these are the things that I'm genuinely looking for is that do you feel the same way
2: uh yeah 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 I 100% agree um I, I'm I'm 30. I'm 34 at the moment, and um, and I would sit there and say I've always been after a serious relationship, and that's only because of um, what, what what I saw my mother go through. If I if, if I can be transparent, um, the, the 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 yearning for the companion, the yearning for the person that would be beside you through the you know, the difficult times and the bills and all that sort of stuff. And when I saw that, I realised the importance of trying to find that special one. My mum thought she found a special one, but mm. it turned out to be a, a not a very good man. Um, but, um, yeah, so for me, when I started dating, it was always to find the serious one. But what I kept on stumbling upon was the ones that just kind of wanted to have a bit of fun. So after a while of dating, when I, say I started from the age of like 15, 16, as I reached about 18, 19, I said to myself, you know, there's no point of looking for the one. I may as well just now start, um, just enjoy myself because that's what these women seem to be after. Um, Is that they want the commitment. Well, the women that I met was, they want the commitment, but without the, 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 the seriousness. So they wanna know that I'm there, oh. but they don't wanna take it to that next level of of really being there. So we're invested as Henry said, like really into each other. Um so that happened for a while and I accepted it. I said to myself, you know what? If I get to a certain age when I'm ready to marry, um I'm just gonna find that woman that's that's okay with what we have, and she gets the routine, and then we'll just have our kids and then we'll just see how life turns out. Um but fortunately, I met my 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 wife now, and just as your your partner, I knew from the first sort of week of conversation that wait a minute, this could be the one, you know, this could be the one that I can really build something with. And even though my mind was still telling me, Dad, just have your fun, have your fun. And then yeah, from there forth, we we talked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Time went on. We got married in our fourth year of seeing each other. Um, due to a few little issues and problems that arise in relationships, mm. um, a, a few kinks that you've got to sort of work out um, in yourself because, again, we moved in a, uh, six months after uh, dating. So we we, we we lived together quite early. And because of that, it, it, it caused us to see a lot of things prematurely yeah. about yeah. each other. It caused us to um, identify certain things that normally you know, had more time to uh, prepare yourself for. Um, so yeah, when we jumped into it, there was a few little kinks. but I knew, I knew what I was. I always wanted something serious, but due to the society or community or whatever, I sort of thought, you know, let me just go with the flow until, well, to be fair, I didn't think there would be an until, until I met my wife.
1: Interesting. I just want to say that, Peter, you are 34. Yes, please. And Henry, you are? 35 ladies the beard is a trick because these men are out here looking grown as fuck, and it is a <laughs> lie <laughs> it's a <laughs> lie
0: <laughs> they never tell you like the beard is like the the um the feet are, like the male's makeup like that's, this is what yeah man
1: what so need. i'm realizing
0: yeah
2: man,
0: yeah, man especially yeah. no, i have like one and two gray hairs like oh it makes me look mm. like wise
2: and elderly mm. you know
0: yeah <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yeah but sometimes it makes it sometimes it me feel bad because when i got like, like so i in my community some kids were like giving trouble i bend the corner and the, the kids and the, like the, one of the kids uh, saw me and like they were playing and they're looking at me you now like oh no 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 we, we're just playing sir like we're not like causing trouble and I was just like sir I'm like sir, <laughs> <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
0: so it's like funny you said just that. like you
2: pass me the ball <laughs> it's, it's funny you said it because I went into um I went into the local supermarket in our area and I found that a lot of these older women were giving me attention not saying that I was looking for that attention but I found that a lot of older women were you know smiling and showing me a lot of love and attention Mm. I thought to myself when did I reach that stage? I thought I was still I do you want better I I do you want better so I I, when I first came here I came
0: here was like 1819 right um Hmm. 1819 I came here and you know I would go to Brixton a lot and at the time this is Brixton before gentrification. And, mm, mm, mm. and you know, you would have like right at the police, um, right at the station as you get up, you'd have like these like um police there, and they would give you like random search at times, see? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one and two times I like where I used to live as well, like police would be there, and they like they'll be like eyeing you down or so. And I was never mm. a law lawbreaker, like law abider Like my family definitely would kill me before the police even have anything to do, <laughs> right? Okay. Anyways. You know and I, I remember just like police giving me attention because obviously young black man wave or whatnot when i realized i got older was when i just came back here i went to Notting hill carnival and mm. like what police was that there, this there's this area place in um in Notting hill what they were doing is because the place is so crowded by the time you reach around the corner you don't realize there's like a bag of police and there's very mm. little way you can turn back around so you're mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. wedged in and you just have to go through them and what they were doing was just picking out people right mm-hmm. and yeah they might pick out a lot of the black boys and things and whatnot. so I'm like oh crap them might go pick me reach there reach where the police can pick you out and the police like oh go through sir and I'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. old man <laughs> <laughs> right you know, I was, like I, I was you. like I can get trouble too <laughs> I can't have a stop on me. I can be shanking these people like. It's <laughs> like no, it's crazy. Some,
2: because, through it's through crazy because it's changed. It's like when was I remember the day? Like you said, I was guaranteed, guaranteed. I'll get stopped. Guaranteed. Now nobody minds me, and I'm sweet my So because <laughs> so,
1: you're harmless you wanna, and
2: old. Yeah, yeah. But do you know, what? It, 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 it is a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling, but. It's still, it's still a form of discrimination, in my opinion. Even though mm-hmm. some people say, "Uh, oh, it's okay because obviously they're not troubling you," but it 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 just goes to show that that the the police have their eyes fixated on funny, certain specific yeah group.
1: Because yeah. yeah, what is. stops
2: me from doing something? What stops me from you know Nothing. flexing in a certain way? So yeah, it it, it 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 does yeah the beard the beard does shift game to an extent it does shift things a bit yeah
1: that's interesting that's very interesting um dominic has just joined us hi dominic
3: hi Leanne. hi hi, henry hi i'm peter how you doing Um, yeah good not too bad not too bad sorry for being late
1: no thank you for joining us so i just want to also welcome dominic who is joining us dominic is a friend of mine and we met through mutual friends he's actually also friends with Henry and he is of Jamaican background uh, but also has spent a lot of time in the UK so Dominic just introduce yourself tell us who you are and then we ask all of our guests who come on the podcast what makes you a dope black person so tell us who you are and tell us what makes you a dope black man
3: yeah okay um well hi everyone um so my name is Dominic Hay um and yeah my background um, as Leah mentioned, is I'm born British, but I grew up in Jamaica. So moved to Jamaica when I was about seven years old. Pretty much my foundation years were spent in Jamaica. So primary school, secondary school, college, most of my time was in Jamaica, and then came back to the UK 2007 um, to pursue higher education. Did a law degree, and then now I am I'm basically a practicing managing consultant. So, I work in management consultancy advising central government companies and bodies on their contract and commercial management strategy. So, I'm a consultant. So, that's what I do for day to day. Other than that, um, I'm an entrepreneur as well. So, I've got a marketing business which does um, management of Facebook ads for um, SMEs brands as well um and I'm also invested in in the property sector as well so a little bit about me I mean from a career perspective um consultant um investor uh, entrepreneur um and in terms of me as a dope black person that's a good question um mm-hmm. I never actually have to think of how why am I a dope black person um I think a lot of it is just to do with um being able to Um, being able to know how to navigate and network in in, in the UK and how to um, use my own skills to get to where I want to get to and deal with challenges um, that are presented to you in the UK. As a young Black millennial in this country, it is not always the easiest to know how to make certain judgment calls in certain corporate environments um, and how to basically grow and like Grow your career essentially. um, And while doing so, trying to help others as well. So over the last few months, for example, I've spent a lot of my time helping people who have a similar background to mine, um, whether that be in law or business, trying to I'm helping them get career opportunities in the legal space. And I've actually helped someone at the moment recently um, become a consultant. So that's been really a good achievement for me because now where I'm at in my career. I'm able to like, allow people to like, help me on a project Mm. or, um, you know, tell them, you know, why don't you set up your own company and and invoice me and I can subcontract work to you. So at the moment, I think the main thing for me is being a dope black person is giving people opportunity. Um, because the first, I think, Ten years of my career was focused on just me and trying to establish myself and make some money and, you know, just the standard stuff, you know, you know, sort out your living and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But now, over the last two years, it's my, my attitude has shifted slightly. It's more like, how can I help someone or how can I boss? How can I bust somebody who's really trying but they can't actually get a break because mm-hmm. they're, they're not being you know taken seriously or they go to an interview and they don't have enough experience so how can I actually help someone and actually p- kind of put them on if that makes sense yeah
1: because yeah
3: sometimes that's all we need as, as black people just a helping hand
1: you know so, no that's um that's pretty dope I would yeah, say that thanks. that is definitely amazing. And um, there I would say that there may be, there should be more people that are doing the same thing. And, you know, at Dope Black Women, that's exactly what we try to do is make space for women to come together to support and, and help each other and build partnerships together. So that's amazing. And it's interesting that you said that, actually, because one of the things that Henry and Peter were just talking about is how they are, how the beard... <laughs> um tricks people into thinking that they're older Mm. and and we were talking about how old are you Dominic if you don't mind me asking
3: I'm 33
1: see what I'm saying all of you look (laughs) far too old for and not in a bad way but you just look mature and I'm I'm older than all of you which is crazy
3: I actually only got rid of my bed uh about two weeks ago
1: yeah, it's I was
3: actually, and the fun thing is I got rid of it it's so weird I got rid of it because I was going to meet with a client and I always have this in my back of my head that the beard just makes me look too I don't know too like mandem and it's really bad that I think like this it's really bad because apparently it's just in my own head and it's not true but I just think when I'm meeting certain people or I'm doing certain things the full-on beard is like it's a bit much I don't know I don't know what it is
1: well this was... is one of the questions that the woman asked actually it was do do black men feel like they have to combat stereotypes that are commonly associated with the criminal justice system and maybe all of you can talk a little bit about kind of the insecurities or the kind of imposter syndrome that you have as a result or might or not have as a result of how you're perceived in the UK and Dominic maybe you want to start off and then Henry and Peter you can also answer the question
3: yeah um so I don't have much imposter syndrome at the moment um with my work because I've been a commercial manager and contract manager for like the last at least last seven years so when it comes to like meeting with a c-suite exec from I don't know from an organization let's say capita or Mm -hmm. I'm with the ministry of defense right Or, or any organization which I'm providing consultancy support to I don't worry about explaining my work or you know just doing the day-to-day activities but when I'm meeting new clients or I'm interviewing for an opportunity and I'm pitching a proposal for example um, I generally still feel like oh they're expecting to see someone who's clean shaven um, because the typical uh, maybe I shouldn't say it on this podcast, but a typical city person right? or Caucasian male mm-hmm. would come usually come with like no facial hair. Really? Um,
1: okay. Yeah,
3: in my sector anyway. In yeah, law, yeah, yeah, In law, it's like no facial hair, um, just typical, you know, um, suit and tie and just really clean shaven. So for me, when I'm going to certain meetings, because I already am like quite broad and quite stocky, the bear I feel like sometimes it might intimidate them right because I always say to my male friends that I don't look like you know like the JLS black guys the the soft Mm. the soft kind of guys who look like you know friendly to like uh, they look really like refined and polished and just like I don't know how to even describe it to be honest with you but if you know this picture J JLS right (laughs) Um, you know the band, right? The, the group.
1: Yeah. I, let, me, I let me cut like, you there. I don't feel like
0: you. that. I feel like I'm too rugged. <laughs> no, you know who you remind me of? and I've, This is before even the podcast. Mm-hmm. This podcast. You remind me of the dude from Power. Who Which Ghost? one? Ghost? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's who you remind you me of. You have of. a very chiseled face. And I guess because I've seen you in suits as well, that's the thing. Like, So mm. you remind me of the guy. I don't see as like, for me personally, I don't see as like, I don't match you with like any street or any urban or yeah, whatever you yeah, want yeah. to call it when i see you i all i think about is a dude from power ghost
1: <laughs> what about when you're not in a corporate setting when you're just like out touching road with the man them um, with your mm. brethren? do you feel like there's mm. a stereotype that's attached to you and do you feel like you have to fight that stereotype
3: um yeah at times um i get pulled over quite a bit um <laughs> so sometimes i feel like i have to prove that you know i'm well spoken i'm you know i'm in an established career i'm not just a you know a street you or you know someone who's doing illegal activity so i have to try and make it quite clear that you know like you know i apply like you know i'm speaking english and you know good afternoon officer and you know how can i help you that sort of thing but um i i do feel like at times when i'm in just just standard like you know a tracksuit for example you are treated differently But to be honest with you, with that one, it's a tricky one because I think even a Caucasian male might be treated differently because, you know, um, your first impression counts, doesn't it? So if you go into if you go into an off license, you know, and the the perception of someone in a tracksuit is, oh, they either just come from the gym or they're just they're just, you know, in casual attire. But then someone immediately comes in in a suit, you know, they look you know, like they're, uh, uh, you know, an important person or someone who is, you know, um, you know, coming from a meeting or whatever the case might be. So I don't necessarily feel like I feel um, stereotyped automatically. But I think when certain people see you, the perception that you give off um, can come across at times like, oh, you know, um, I wonder what this person does. And I feel like in the UK, especially, you're guilty, and then you're proved innocent. Yeah, mm. if that makes sense. So you're. Oh, I agree.
0: I agree. Mm. Um, the one thing I would say, though, for me, um, it's different for me, obviously, because I'm in the creative section. So, I, I don't have. I can dress, and mm. I, 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 to be honest, the more, I guess, weird I look, the better. You know, I think <laughs> my, my, mm-hmm. even yeah even Author for thing. me yeah. I think even for me, I might not even look as artistic as I guess the normal Joe because I pretty I dress pretty straightforward. Um, I mean, I think I would say I'm just a notch below like I guess the guy that goes into the guy who goes into a suit in, into work with a suit, his Friday attire would probably be what my regular thing is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I mean, obviously this is a podcast, but you can see me. Like I dress like this all day, every day. Henry is-, is
1: currently wearing a tam and oh,
0: okay. a sweater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And mm. I have the like I would wear like the turtleneck version of these. Um, I mean, obviously mm. not in the summer, but like, yeah. Mm. So for mm. me, I I don't have that issue, and especially, I don't know. It's been very interesting for me because I, you know, from Jamaica and everything and whatnot. Um. Like I acknowledge that obviously, you know, people look at you different just because of, you know, your skin skin tone and stuff. But like, that has never really been a major issue for me. I came here when I was 19 and I came here from a country that is predominantly black. And I think how I looked at things, I guess, immediately as I realized how I looked at things compared to like kids, um, well, kids at the time, um, grew up here, I walk into the bank and the manager and the, the janitor are both Black. Whereas in a country like this, it's not particularly the same. <laughs> mm. So I, you know, I, I kind of like, you know... And I have to understand that also, even in Jamaica, I kind of probably grew up a bit privileged as well. But at the same time, I never had an issue with mm. how people were looking at me. Mm. Um, I know I was... I knew it happened, but I never... I, it didn't change how I felt about how I was dressing or who I was or whatever. I just dressed how I felt personally. I felt good in I mean, not to say that there are probably not other things that might have changed. But as it comes to, like, dressing my appearance, no. I just made sure I was clean. And, you know, everything was, like, yeah, I never really changed my clothes or anything like that because of it.
1: And um, Peter, if, um, what about you? Because you're you are in a different sector from both Dominic and Henry. So
2: yeah.
1: and you grew up here. So,
2: yeah. So so for me, um, when it comes to my pastoral work, obviously the way you dress is a representation not only to the ministry, but um, it's it's a way that people can feel comfortable. Um I have my audiences, so when I'm up in front of a larger crowd where it's predominantly the older generation, I tend to dress in a way where they can relate to me and 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 not look at me as um who's this you know young guy with lack of experience my 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 church and I attend is um predominantly africans um we do we we my specific branch are very mixed. From, from Polish to, to, to um, the Caribbean, to Africa, to we're, we're an international mission. So, yeah, so when I'm t- in front of the younger crowd, um, I dress how I would normally. I'm, I'm a simple do, man. Black tee, black jeans, black kicks. I keep it moving. That's it, just ready to go. I'm sort of ready for whatever the day has to hold for me. But um, when it's outside of that, so in t- in my in my cells... Um, Game on my entrepreneur side of things. Um, um, I I basically, I sell, I I can get rid of what it is that you have. I don't have a market for it. I don't have a name for it. I just found a niche in it and I found that I was able to do it. Um, I could talk well. So for example, if you had say a vintage Lamborghini um, and it was worth, I don't know, say, I don't know, quarter of a mil, I could find you the buyer. That's basically what I do. I find... What you, If you want to sell something, you bring it my way and I get rid of it. Um, because of that, I can say from my experiences, um, I went to this guy's boat. He, he, he owned a uh, wine vineyard and he wanted to buy some wine or whatever it was he was after. Um, and I basically, I went there with my, I remember specifically I had a black hoodie on, my bomber jacket, um, black trousers and my trainers. I was all black black. black, um, that's kind of my thing. But anyway, so I went to this guy, I sat to him, I was speaking to him and we're talking millions of pounds. We're talking, you know, they're, they're up there, you know, and they never really treated me any different. They never really, I never felt, um, I never felt out of place. I never felt really different. Only because i knew what i was coming to do i knew what Mm. i knew what i i knew that i knew what i was coming to say
1: (laughs) um so i'm gonna switch it just a little bit and go back to this dating concept and it's interesting that you talked about being confident in yourself and owning the things that you do and who who you Mm. are because one of the things that the woman asked about there's you know there's a there's a stereotype that men particularly Caribbean men so this is Mm -hmm. more to you and Mm -hmm. uh, to Dominic and Henry but Peter feel free to weigh in that um, Caribbean men have an opposition to talking about uh, oral sex and giving head and so the question is um, is it still a thing for black men in the caribbean to deny or eject the idea of giving woman head
0: i'll neither fir- i neither confirm nor deny <laughs>
1: <that>. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> i'm joking like i mean like everything else you just get older and everything just becomes pointless so to to really answer your question no people no are, it's people not a bit, thing yeah no it's not a thing
1: so is that to say that you confirm that you enjoy and relish in giving head?
0: <laughs> I don't want to say how that, that dominate, is. That dominate, dominate. Yeah, I, I was like, your flag, I said, like the no, no,
1: no, 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 but that wasn't the
0: question. The question wasn't a personal thing. You asked if it's still a thing in the society, right? And I'm telling you, in society, no, it's not. It's not a thing that we... Kind of, it, people are more open. I'm not saying that people still don't
1: deny it. Fair enough. So, Dominic, same, where yeah. where Jamaica. does this come from? Like, where did this thing about men not admitting to giving head, like, why is that a stereotype in, why is that a thing in Jamaica?
3: Uh, it's a mixture of, um, can you hear me? Yeah.
1: Hear me? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, it's a mixture of, um, I mean, just from, based on my experience, I could say growing up. It's been influences from music, just the culture. Um, I remember growing up and it was, it was, um, oh, was it Twins of Twins? Yeah, Twins of Twins. It was like, um, you, like at school, I remember, you can't say, oh, Manchester, you ever say Galchester? You can't say, um, I'm gonna check my Hotmail. Why Hotmail? like, like <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah I'm like, yo, I'm just checking my email. I'm like, oh yeah, no hot meal, I'm like yeah. And then, like, I remember just like, and then it was like, I remember being in Cornwall and I think, what was I doing again? I must have been drinking or something for my drink. And when you just come to me and it's he, like, it's like, oh, why are you straw? And I'm like, what do you mean, like, I like. <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah, like, stop!
3: Yeah, yeah you stop! Yeah, and I'm like, and then you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the man like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yo, like, it does get ridiculous. It, it's so we're not, ridiculous, are yeah. So it's it's just you're young. You then It's just I had all I know is I grew up and that was just the way of things. So it's mm-hmm. like, no, you can't do this. It's just like a, you're. It's just like a no. Just like a no. And as you get older. Um, I, I remember being 21, I never had a woman ask me to go down on her and nothing like that. Um, and then 25, didn't have anyone ask me again. And then the woman I was going out with at that time, she was like, she was really like open and like, just she would want to go, you know, give head and stuff like that and go down to me. And then I started to think about it and I thought, well, the music's kind of changed now. Um, what people were really against, some people are now open towards it. Um, I remember even the musician saying a woman shouldn't be freaky. Then Vibes Castle said, freaky gala, them gal them in love.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it mm-hmm. just
3: it, the trend, the trend just changed. So I was like, oh, is it that deep? And then I always said to myself, Well, provided it's like my wife is my woman, like and I plan to like, you know, maybe get married to her, that sort of thing, then then okay, maybe my mindset needs to change because I want to, you know, obviously please her. But if it's a situation where it's just any, any girl that you just pick up off, you know, from revolution, hell no. But it's just like, I don't know where you've been, sort of thing. But if it's my personal woman, and it's like, it's just me and her rocking. You know, we live together, we're, or we're, we're, we're an item. Then I thought, mm, my, you know, I, I'm being silly here. Because I think a lot of it as well in Jamaica, it came from, that girl could be, you know, like, you know, Jamaicans are really, sometimes a bit cocky. They're like, oh, we take where that boy, they get like, yeah. How, how it? So it's just like, oh, you're going down on someone who was sleeping with someone else last night. So it's like, yuck, sort of thing. But my mindset started to change as I grew up. I thought, well, my woman is with me 24 7. We live in the same house. We're engaged or we're married or whatever the, whatever the case might be. Then maybe my mindset needs to change. Like, really? Mm. Is it that? I think I you know, yeah so. you're
0: right I mean just to sum it up literally I mean as you get older you start questioning things yourself you know you, you stop because before yeah. you weren't questioning it when you're younger like you're that young, mean, it was just a yeah, thing
3: yeah them just, it's, they it's, told
0: it's, you the rule yeah and you that, follow and it.
3: exactly and, and the rule applies Leanne it's to everything right and I don't want to I don't want to upset anyone but <laughs> I don't want to upset anyone but I questioned I started to question a lot of things as I got older and I'd be very careful what I say um, so as I got older I started to think well why do I support Arsenal? I support Arsenal because I was given the t-shirt of Ian Wright when I was young from my father.
1: Fair then enough.
3: I thought to myself, why am I a Christian? Oh, my mom brought me to, to church from my kid. Why am I not Muslim? Why am I not supporting Liverpool? And I used to think, hang on a minute. I need to kind of find myself because I'm only doing things based on what's mm. being told of me from a kid sort of thing you know? It's the same way where you're told go to school, get a job. Go to school, get education, get a job. And then when you're mid-twenties, it's like, oh, why are you not an entrepreneur? Start a business. And it's like, hang on a minute. I've spent all these years trying to work out how to get a career. And these are the rules to life. Now you're telling me I must, like, buy something from Mm. Alibaba and resell it and make profit and and I'm I'm supposed Mm, to be mm. an entrepreneur and create some big software and sell it and make millions overnight? Like, give me a chance. Like, I just... I'm mm. Just trying to understand the rules of the world. Here, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so, so I don't understand so is... anyone, but the, the, the whole like religion once again, it's the same thing. And that I know it's to- totally different from going down and oral sex, right? But it's just, it would in Jamaica it was just a rule, like yeah. it was a rule. Don't go down, panagial. And then it's, <laughs> at home it was a rule, like you must support Arsenal. It was a rule. You will be a Christian, read your Bible. So it was just a rule. That's it. That's how the only way I can explain it.
1: Do so- you still support Arsenal?
3: Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> and so does my son. You, you see
0: what I mean? And, and we're not
1: doing great. We're <laughs> not doing great. But Have you ever? <laughs> oh. In the 1970s. Pa, 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 pa,
3: pa. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, no,
3: it's lot, I, funny. But I can't change now, because it's like, it's it's loyal and like, it's, 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 it's no, you're not- No, you can't change. You
0: just, you choose not to. And no, I'm, I I'm not saying, I'm not, no, no, I'm not even trying to be, I'm not throwing out, no. like. You're you're right. I feel as if like, and this is the whole question for me personally, it was just Mm. like, there's no rule to this thing called life, right? Mm. But yet there are people who, when you came into this world, told you that these are the rules when there is no rules, right? And I mean, I feel like the quicker you just kind of figure that out and you start like looking for your own rule because that's what they did. They found their own rule and they now impose that rule on you right
3: facts because you're right
0: like it's it's same like the 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 religion thing like why am i so fortunate to be born in the right religion why was i so fortunate there are millions of people who weren't fortunate quote-unquote to be born in the right religion why am i so fortunate
1: um so I want to again go into another question. This is very interesting, and I didn't expect to get such a deep response from such a seemingly surface question, but it's it's true. Like, you know, your your parents, your mom specifically, and it's funny because all three of you have spoken about having a deep sort of or have referenced having deep influences from your mom or deep influence yeah. from your mom's, right? Yeah. And one of the questions actually is. Growing up, I'm sure all of you have done your dirt, as it were. You're all great, well-established, solid, good, solid men now. But in your past, I'm sure you've done some dirt. So how do you kind of discern treating a female or a woman poorly? Because I'm sure all of you have regrets in terms of how you've treated women at some point Mm -hmm. in time in your life, versus having this like, overwhelming respect and love for your mother who is also uh, a woman so how do you reconcile that for yourself and uh, peter if you start off because i remember you saying you growing you growing up seeing your mom not being treated well right
2: yeah yeah um you know i, I like this question because it's it's something that i feel like is not really um, addressed um in terms of men um this is my opinion that we men, once we reach that point of um, enlightenment, we, we kind of shine away uh, f- uh, from the fact that we we did wrong and automatically put ourselves on this ultimate pedestal and, and expect to be praised for who we've become today, especially in our relationships. Well, for me, what I that's what I found. But um, to say what you said, yeah, from my past, I I treat I treated women. As they allowed me to, and this is me being um, totally transparent. Um, a lot of the girls didn't really mind if I was to speak to someone else, or or they, they It's not that they didn't mind, but they did nothing to show me that they cared. So I did, and then obviously it became a cycle. And then before I know it, the ones that did care, I didn't care if they if they knew or they didn't know, and that that vicious cycle continued for a while and. Um, that obviously aided to me obviously not finding the, 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 the one that I supposedly said that I was looking for um, but the point that I would say where the realisation hit for me is when I understood what the purpose of a woman is and, and what her role in a sense is and I say this because the Bible explains that a woman is a helper when Adam when Eve was made she was made as a helper and when you understand what a helper is it means that that person has the solution or the answer or they can guide you into the right place and in society uh, from tradition whatever culture the woman is meant to stay at home watch the kids mind her business xyz blah 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 but then when you use a woman for who she is and her purpose and her value you'll see that one you'll get more out And two, she will be, she'll feel fulfilled. She'll Mm -hmm. feel fulfilled in the sense of, she's not just that piece or that pawn in your life that just comes to say that, oh, I've acquired a gal, And that's what it is. She's more than that. So when you understand that she's your help mate, then you will realize that she's, again, like I said, she feels fulfilled, you feel fulfilled. And not only just that, the relationship moves in the direction it needs to move in. And this is what I think that in our community, um, not even in our community, I just feel that people need to understand that a woman is more than what she is, that the society has said, and the narrative of, well, some of the narratives that's been pushed out there that a woman can do what a man can do, and X, Y, Z. I believe that that's dangerous um, narratives, in my opinion. I believe that you're setting up a woman for failure because a woman can't come out and, and do certain things that men can do because she, she's not built that way. But then when we when we push that narrative and people exercise it, we create the negative habits or the wrong traits where we find that in our society now, women are moving like men. Like, for example, Cardi B has a song that says, I don't know if it's Cardi B, one of those artists has a song that basically says, you sex him when you dip him. I refuse to use the profanity word, but you sex him when you dip him. And it's like, hold on, women never used to do that. Women, sex was such an intimate, powerful tool and... You know, it meant a lot to them, but now women are sexy, like, whoa. And I thought that was, a, I thought that was men. I thought that's what men do, you know, in quotes. Like, I thought that was a man thing. But now it's, it's like I said, it's, it's gone left because no one really understands the true purpose of a woman. And I feel like once we can get back to that place, we'll be able to get the most out of our women and our women will feel a lot more fulfilled. So... Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, no, I just, I, I feel compelled to respond to this. <laughs> what can
3: what can what what can't women do that men can do i don't i don't really understand
1: yeah so for me um the words that you're using are a little bit problematic for me because i don't think that anybody man or woman
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like to to have reckless sex should not be a man thing because to have reckless sex is not necessarily something that anybody should be doing Right. If that if you know Mm. everybody should be having sex within the comfort of what they feel comfortable with. And the idea of a woman having a quote unquote purpose or being getting the most out of her objectifies her as as a tool. Mm. And I'm Mm. a human being with agency Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the capacity to make my own decisions. Yeah so i don't want somebody to make the most out of me i want somebody to love me as i am and Mm -hmm. to appreciate me as i am whether that's flawed Mm -hmm. or otherwise so because i don't look at my male partner as something that i need to get out of him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't see him as a meal ticket i don't see him as a as something that has a purpose for me to to benefit from. I see him as somebody mm-hmm. who we are compatible, we get along, and I love him because of who he is. Dominic mm-hmm. and Henry, I don't know if you want to weigh in on this as well. like an opportunity
2: to to elaborate, maybe, maybe, maybe Yeah, suppose.
1: sure, but just let, let me, let me let Henry and, and no, Dominic. I mean, me to be honest, him. to be honest,
0: I, that, that's what I was going to ask. Um, I was going
1: to ask him to like- Okay. Just
2: basically explain himself a bit more.
1: Okay, well, Peter, go ahead.
2: OK, so when I, say, when I say, first of all, um, the, the, the use of a woman or her purpose, um, I'm talking from a biblical perspective. I'm talking from a set of laws that, that, that are biblical. So when a man was created and when a woman was created and the unction that was given for their union. Now, when I said that a woman, she's a helpmate and that's her purpose, the man has his purpose and he has his value that he brings. To their union. For example, a man's job is to, um, is to provide for the woman and, and, and make sure that she's kept safe. Um, the Bible says that a man's role is to uh, present the woman blameless and perfect before Christ. So in other words, his job is to help build and grow and edify and help her to be the best woman that she can be and, and everything that she wants to be. And that's what I mean in, or that's the angle in which I'm coming from in terms of her purpose in the sense of there's a role that's been designed and there's a system that's been designed from God that allows us to have the best of every situation in any situation. That's where I was coming from. And in the sense of the, um, a woman can't do what a man can do. My wife is in the military. She's been in the military now for almost 10 years. And in the military, they have a very strong notion of, um, if you, especially if you're a woman, if you're in here, you do what the lads do, you do what the men do. And over those 10 years, she's always come back to me and told me that um, there's certain things that women just can't do or are more strenuous to do or more difficult to do. And the men should take lead to assist or help them do. But you find that in the army, you're left in that position where you've got to do it. You know, Whether you're a woman or not, you've got to do it. And that's what I mean by, that's, or that's the angle which I'm talking from, where I've realised from her, and the rest of her colleagues, and the rest of her things. That it's it's the, the the narrative of a man can do what a woman can do. It's 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 it's, it's what well, in their eyes overplayed. And when I heard their argument, and I heard their reasons why, I realized that hold on, you know what is true? What happened to civil uh, civilry and these sort of things? What happened to the to the role of the gentleman in the woman's life? Why is it that it's almost um, uh, again the narrative is played that um, um, I used the wrong example saying having sex um, but the narrative of um, if I could think of the top of my head um, um, a woman can run a home by herself like a woman she can do what she wants I mean not do what she wants she can run a home by herself she don't need no man but the, the dynamics of a home you need a man to be in that home you need a man to help raise your child there are things that you won't be able to teach your daughter even though you're a woman the man will need to school her and let her know, or her father will need to school her and let her know, vice versa with the son. There are things that you can teach your son, but it's not everything that you can show him. And when we start thinking of, I can do what you can do so I don't need you, which is where it sort of leads to, and it leads to the fact of, oh, I choose you because I want you, but if I don't need you, I'll let you go. When we start moving into that narrative, it becomes problematic because in certain areas, you need the opposite spouse, you need, the 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 man or you need the woman that's where I was coming from okay so
3: you 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 believe in clear gender roles that's what it sounds like to me I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't when say, you explain I believe... your wife in the army and uh, not being able to keep up with certain strenuous activity like the men what I'm inferring from that is what you're saying is yes a woman plays a, a supportive role in the household and is very important and you know um uh, you know and and as you just you know you finished off your closing statement was that um, a little boy in the house or a little girl in the house needs both parents. But what you're trying to say is that that a, 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 what I'm taking from what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that a woman is 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 is, is, is like a helper, is like an a, a assistant towards the man. Is that what you're saying?
2: See, see, and this. Alright, uh, so that's just, how it's. Just, inter- I might have interpreted it wrong, but i was trying to. Yeah. So, so is, uh, the best way I can describe it to probably put into better context, is yeah. you have the head and yeah. you have the neck. Without the neck, the head can't move, right? Mm-hmm. They're both equally as powerful, equally playing in their role, playing in their role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay? So that's basically what I'm saying, that a woman in the household, just because she's a helpmate, doesn't necessarily mean she's less than the man, weaker than the man, and, and she's more feeble than the man. Or that's the only role that she can play. No, 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 no. She assists. And, and just because just because she's the neck doesn't mean she's not important. This is the point I'm making. But society will drop the whole gender role sort of perspective and make it seems like 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 you're 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 picking like someone in a or a group of people in a specific kind of way when it's it's not that deep. Like we well, we're guess, all designed for purpose.
1: I guess my Can question I... is, Peter. Sorry, just a quick question is why can't she be the head and you be the neck? Gladly. Gladly,
2: I had to that that was that, that's not a problem. When we, when my wife first met, she was the one bringing in the bread into the house. I was trying to start my business. And that happened for a good three years. She carried the bills, she looked after the home, she brought the family. After, after I started the business, I took over because that's what I wanted to do. So if the the purpose is, this is and this is what I'm saying, that when we understand the purpose, you realize that no one is necessarily the head. But if you are describing it for people to understand, you will say their head, you'll say their neck, you'll say the tail. But no one's really their head. There's a time when you've got to fit the script and sometimes work it. It, it, it. That's the partnership. There's a time when you lean on your partner and your partner will lean on you. That's the whole purpose. But they're just, the angle that I've come with, I can understand it's touchy and it's like, oh, that's a bit, you're, you're, you're treading on you know, deadly ground, which I get it, I get it. But then I've only broken it down only by a small percentage. And for me to go deeper, obviously would require would a longer great. yeah can I Magic. can I ask a question Henry, go ahead
1: yeah
2: yeah man so um
0: <coughs> you spoke about like you know um living you know your full purpose um you know being obviously and now you're saying both persons can be the help help somebody can be the head somebody can be the neck so are you saying that if that is not and and also personally me I feel as if like most of the people that that say that, oh, I don't need that person. And I'm guessing you're inferring to women when women say, oh, I don't need a man. I feel like that is very small compared to the people who actually say that they need a man in their life, especially when it comes to raising a child. I don't think that that is something where you have, when you have people who are single parents, that most of them are saying that they don't need somebody. I don't think that that is a case Mm right? Mm. I do believe that the ones who are saying that, and I'm not saying that there isn't, but I don't think that they're you can compare the people who are saying they would, because I know a lot of single women who st- you know, that still want a man that
2: still so that's, want that's, somebody that's from your, but again, that's from your perspective. And I know a lot of women that believe I don't need a man and I can do it myself. Um, yeah, no, but compared to women
0: who say that they need, you're saying that it's more, it's
2: more. I, I, I didn't, I didn't. I, I never said it's more. You said I said it's more. I'm just saying from the perspective of the women that say I don't need a man. I mean, here's the thing. We're always going to have that. We're
0: always going to have people who are going to believe that they don't need a person. And I, and I get that. But uh, what I'm trying to get at is, um you were say you said that you were grown by uh by a, was it a single mom
2: yes sir that's correct
0: cool so would you say that she didn't live her full potential in what sense in the sense of I just, just,
2: life I, I just, just, she, just um, as a yeah no, no no if it's in just life that's that's a separate matter but i'm talking in the sense of a man and a woman the union the constitutional union that is between a man and a woman that god has designed that's suspect I to talk about now if we're talking that suspected I don't feel my mum personally is fulfilled in herself at the time when she wasn't with anybody at the time because she's married now but at the time when she wasn't with anybody there were things that she was going through and struggling with that if she had a man around it wouldn't be the case and that proved the, the point that the fact that when she got married that those things that was the issue then
0: and, and what was she struggling
2: with, with? What was she struggling with? Just uh, raising the kids, um, you know, running the home in general because she had to work as well. She had to, she had her job she had to do. So getting the kids ready, just the, the general movement so, of the house. So, so, so like
0: getting the kids. And So let's just say she had somebody to assist her who wasn't her partner, right? Would you say that that mm-hmm. is something that could be like her parents could you know the kids would raise be raised properly, I and mean, what I'm trying to get at is basically I, I I understand what you're saying, but I feel as if like we live in a world where nothing is hard set and fast, right? Like your mom your mom's in a relationship now, but she had to do what she had to do, and especially when you showed the example of your wife being in the army, all of what you said was just on a physical matter. There is going to become mm-hmm. a point. Where there are things that men physically can't do, and what they use is machine to compromise that, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like the only example that I'm hearing for women can't do certain things is a physical thing, and that when and I agree because I but, have my own but giving advice
2: to your child is not a physical thing. Giving uh, advice to your child, is, you too, Sorry, sorry. Not a I'm child, able. not a
0: child. I'm just saying him. when you use your wife as an example. You you you, are, you said that there are certain things that they can't do that uh, surpass them, and but from the example that I'm even hearing, down to the
2: way they spoke. But I, I'm only we to say that I'm only I'm only, I'm trying to touch on certain things that um, that 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 I feel that are are relevant to the point that I'm that I'm trying to sort of okay. establish. No, okay, what okay, I was okay. saying. Sorry, can I, can I just can I just say oh, something? Go ahead, so
3: Dominic. Before, go ahead. before you speak, there's a few, there's a few things here, right? And the conversation has kind of digressed slightly from the first yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. True. But but just to sum up what you guys are saying is this, right? So repeat a situation. I'm not gonna go into his personal situation or, or how he how he was raised, but when you say things like she may have not been fulfilled, I find that slightly unfair as well, because I'm coming from a single parent household. Same. Where, where, where for me, I think, well, my mom's done a decent job with me, and someone there's a difference between companionship there's a difference between a man you you know your mom's now married and she has a husband now okay great she has a companion and she has support but what i'm hearing is she couldn't have had that without a man she could have had someone helping her helping her out with the kids by an aunt a cousin a brother a sister and in terms of financial support she could have had financial support from a friend, a brother, a cousin, a dad, or someone else. It doesn't necessarily have to be a man. How so you
2: know, I, I, I agree
3: with the approach that I'm a man hear me out? Because I'm a Christian. Hear me out. So a man who finds a wife, number one, I completely agree, right? By mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in the Lord. So it's not like I don't agree with the union of man and woman in a household, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm in the household right now, my my, my fiance is in the bedroom with my son, and I'm here in this in my office, right? So I completely mm-hmm. agree and I understand the benefits. So, don't, don't, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or trying to catch you out or anything like that. But what I'm trying to say is, I think it it, it can sound slightly unfair to women, right? I'm not saying this as well for Leon, for Leon, I'm a virgin, but it's, it can sound a way because I've watched a lot of women do it on their own single handedly. And I also have a friend, a male friend, who is actually raising his son by himself because mm-hmm. the mother, isn't of sound mind. I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's possible, but it does come with challenges. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I heard you mention, or was it um, Henry mentioned, something like you hear women say, I don't need a man. You got to also dig deeper into that. A lot of that is just anger, frustration. I uh, mean, yes, yes, let, yes. let down, just being yes. let down by men. They don't necessarily do yes. that. There's a lot of women who say, yes. oh, I don't need a man. Men are dogs. All men are shit. Yes, yes, yes. Independent
2: Beyonce, all of that. Right. It's not true. Not not all of it is true. So I agree, but there are there are this, this is the point I make is that it is not true. You're correct it's not what true. of what they're going through, but there are those that genuinely so you're telling me you haven't met nobody or no girl that's genuinely believes she don't need a man.
1: Let yeah. me Oh yeah. So, let me let me see. I generally feel like they can do it. I feel like they can manage. Let, let me let sorry, me speak no. in at this point in time sorry since i'm a woman and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let me just say <laughs> i personally have never said i don't need a man right but i will agree with dominic that many of the women who i know to say that is after several years Bet of don't. being consistently Bet mistreated mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. men
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i
1: genuinely don't know anyone who will say mm. they don't need a man they will say they okay. can't deal with they can't deal with the trials and tribulations that yeah. come with dating someone and it is yeah. much easier emotionally sometimes financially by yourself. physically mm-hmm. to be on your own until yeah. you find somebody who can be as Dominic said a companion
2: yeah
1: and a companion just means it doesn't mean that you have an obligation a responsibility it means that we share this life together by choice yes and mm. we've we've chosen to to live this life together and figure it out whatever that looks like because this situation mm. makes me happier mm-hmm. but yeah sometimes it is easier to do things without a man and i'm not saying as dominic said there are always going to be challenges but those challenges sure. are sometimes easier than putting up with someone who's consistently going to cheat on you consistently going to drop lick on you yeah. consistently going to verbally I
2: agree I agree, I agree. This is what mm. I'm saying to you, I agree 100%. If, uh, if if the person in your life is is uh, um, uh, making your situation worse, and especially if you've got children involved, then yes, 100%, you you lock them off and you ride it out and you do what you have to yeah. do because that's what you need to do, 100%. But then, again, I'm only speaking from one narrative, one perspective. I haven't touched or bothered to even go to the other areas, but I'm speaking just from perspective of the ones that run with it. There's women out that like, run, I don't need a man. I'll do my thing, rest chair. Why do you need a man for? And those are the ones that I'm sort of addressing in a sense of it's, it's yes, you don't need a man. And yes, you could manage and do it well, but the and I use the children for the main reason in that aspect, because the child is the one that's going to end up lacking or missing something for the fact that you're saying i don't need a man and that's 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 more of the my again that's more of like the 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 perspective i'm speaking from but i again i agree if there's many reasons why women say that and obviously to go into that would be a whole other subject but i yeah i agree some women don't mean it and there's some women out there that do mean it and again i can say this from the women some of the women that i know that are on that narrative and they've been on it for Yes, and, they, and 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 they believe it. They don't need a man. They don't want a man. I'm saying, what about sex? What about this? They say, no, I don't really care. I'm doing my thing and X Y Z. And I say, okay, cool, that's you, no problem. But there's, there, there's a missing link. As a Christian man, there's a missing link when you do that. You're affecting. You're you're creating bigger or deeper issues for for your child and for yourself. That's my yeah.
3: Point. I agree. That that's. There is bigger issues and there is consequences of not having a man or not having a woman in the household and raising kids, but with the, where we are now, right, is women are earning more, right, women are in senior positions at work, women are getting promoted because, not, not just because there's statistics in workplaces now that says need to have certain. Oh, but be recognized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. but they generally be recognized. So some women are making, you know, a lot of money, a hundred k, one. Yeah, thing, yeah. Plus. And they think they think well, I I don't need a man because I can cover my mortgage, I can cover my bills, and mm-hmm. take my child on a holiday. That's one. That's one perspective. That's yeah. one. That's one thing. And then if I, I don't want to deal with the, the, the stress or the- as That's the another I mean, perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and whatever the case might be, right? And a man having a bag of woman on you and embarrassing you. So you have those kind of yeah. women, but then you have some women who have just been scorned and they just can't deal with the, the mental yes. um, challenges that it comes with. Yes. Or, Disappointed again, and the same with men, it's not just one sided. I've got actually 100%. a hundred percent male friend right now who's who's he's loves Kevin Samuels and he doesn't want a relationship. He literally just like, yeah, yeah. because there's a bad jokers out there just want to use me because I've got my big job. Yeah. Right, right, right. So it, yeah, it's both yeah. sides, it's both sides. Yes. But this is a that's a yes. big topic. So going yes. back to Leanne's point about um what has made our mindset change from maybe doing dirt in the past i think that was your question and we kind of yeah yeah. just 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 to answer your question just conscious that i didn't answer it um um and i don't think henry answered as well but just to answer it's just once again time so um time so gone from a place where you know you once again grow up don't you know yourself Man, have enough girl and girl in a mm. and you just, you don't really respect, you, I, I used to, I'll be honest with you, I never used to respect women. I used to just think, well, my mom's great and my sister's great, but there's a lot of women out here and they're just, they're not really good. Like one minute, I used to be a promoter from quite young, I used to put on parties. I'd be like, one minute I see you over here with my man, next minute I see you over here with my man. So I think, like, <laughs> you're not serious. So I think, well, that's the energy and vibe you're giving me off. So I'm going to match that. So I'm not going to take you serious because you don't come across as someone who is looking for commitment. So why, why would I do the most and wife you? I'm not going to do I'm not going to save you, right? And then be looked at as like an, an idiot. So for guys, Leanne, there's a few things that we have to deal with. Number one, we don't want to look silly. We don't want to be mm-hmm. in the street with someone playing playing um, double six, being a poser with someone who is, you know, for the street, all right? And everyone knows her. Then number two, all right? You don't want to also. You want to protect yourself. You don't want to give your all to someone and get nothing in back. You don't want no return on investment. If you're going to invest in someone, you know, take her out, buy her flowers, make sure that you're considerate, um, buy thoughtful gifts, spend time with her, invest in her. You want to make sure you will get something back. And if you're not, what you're going to do is say, you know what? I've learned from that last investment; it didn't pay off. So the next time arise, I, I meet someone. I'm going to just actually not take it so hard and not come on too strong and just like go with the flow. Now, another reason, so that's two reasons. Another reason why a man might not want to settle down or treat women like that is relationships come with cost. They come with um, maintenance and it is not cheap to upkeep upkeep with a woman. And even though, even though it's not transactional, and I, I hate making it sound like this, but when you have a, when you're in a relationship, you have to deal with, Birthday presents, anniversaries—you have to deal with—and even—and and, even—even if your woman isn't materialistic, you have to at least like she might. I'm not saying she wants a Gucci bag, but she definitely would at least want to go Nando's on an anniversary or go out and do things. And then you got gifts, and then you've got Christmas, and then you've got all these different things, and then eventually it's holidays. And then maybe you might hear, "Oh, my friend is doing this. I would love to go on holiday too." And it's like it's—it's it's a lot to maintain and upkeep. So for a lot of guys, they continue with the dirt because it's easier just being a a guy who, you know, you rent a flat, you rent out one room to your virgin, you live in one room, and you just chop and change every now and then. It's lower maintenance. Now, there is a debate. Some guys will say that um, it's actually more expensive dating than being in a relationship. I beg to differ because when you're in a relationship, if you're actually investing and you're going towards marriage, it it will lead to a mortgage, it will lead to a wedding. And let's say you just do a simple wedding and it costs you, 5,000 or even 2,000. You do it at a registry office. Then it comes with kids. Then it comes with nursery fees. Nursery mm-hmm. fees are 900 pounds minimum. It comes with a car. It comes with an expense. So for some guys, it is cheaper. Just, um, dating cut true. or cut and go true, or even, even buying sex. It sounds so bad, but I know guys that they will just say, you know what? It's so transactional nowadays. I might as well just spend 500 pounds and just go and get my enjoyment. So just to answer your question quickly there's many reasons why guys do that and a lot of women think it's just because they're good looking and they're opportunists and it's so easy to get gal nowadays because the ratio is crazy there's more yeah, the it's mad. mad and women are actually directly saying why right they're, they're they're coming up to you and they're approaching you and they're saying you know what your woman has to share you sometimes they're direct they don't care some of them they don't care but it, it, it can move from being opportunists to you know what? That girl's just sexy, and she's beautiful, and I just one piece. It it it's different reasons. There's mm-hmm. there's probably about eight reasons, if not more, why guys like you know do dirt. But then a lot of it, as I said, it comes down to time, because I know the same me even last year isn't the same me now. And mm-hmm. the, the me three years ago, five years ago, I can't lie. Like like probably five seven years ago, I wanted to have. I used to have four or five girls at the same time. Like literally, and I would leave. I leave one, and I would bathe. I would bathe at one, and I would in my car have a little rag and I would, like wipe myself, spray on a cologne, change my top, <laughs> make sure there's no makeup on me, and all sorts. And then my phone's on flight mode, and then my battery. I have another phone, and it, it's just a lot. And it's you're in bed, and the phone's on this mode, and it, and it's like you know what? This is you a never lot. get tired. It's, not, it's exhausting, I'm telling you. So there's many reasons, but once again, with time your energy will start to go different places. And going back to the, what I mentioned earlier, I, I genuinely believe a man when a man finds a woman or a wife, he definitely thinks change for him. Because I know some of my friends who, one of my friends is, is, is Christian, he's big in church, his, mom, his dad's a pastor. And he said that scripture to me once. And I was like, okay, bro. He said to me, a man who finds a wife finds favor in the Lord. And I've watched his income just increase. And not just that his health as well. He used to always have health issues. Mm. And now, since he's been married, it's just like everything's going smooth for him. And I'll be honest with you, since I kind of like slowed down and just cut out certain things, I've, my life is just as well. I started to just like, you know, go much better for me than how it has been in the past. And I think a lot of that is to do with focus and where I'm putting my energy. Because mm. if, you, if you're not focusing on juggling multiple and running outside to answer a phone and and all of this and you're actually just dealing with your woman, your you and your mom, your family and your core friends who really got time for you. And then your work, there's nothing else to be focusing on. So yeah. instead of running up and well, down going here, there and everywhere, you're just focused on your your goal. So you achieve more and God also, I feel like God actually recognizes that you're trying and your 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 you're, you're 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 approaching things better as a person i generally feel so so that's just my view on the whole you know
1: thing you know what's interesting is that what you've just said and what peter just said are not wholly different right i was
0: just about to say the same thing
1: I it's was quite literally the same, peter, the same thing just it is the, the same thing it's just the language it's yes. just the language but quite I, literally I, you've both said pretty much the same i don't know if you see similarities in what
0: uh, Dominic just said no, I do. yeah yeah yeah. No, I do. yeah I mean yeah I I mean I can't top what Dom just said but um <laughs> and again I just have to go back to almost giving the same answer to the question before it's just the script that you were given. You come in it and you almost was just told that this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed yeah. to be moving around you're supposed to be playing the game you know like what Carter said trick them off. Yeah, Sorry, Pastor. Sorry. <laughs> you see it's me? Cool, them and six
2: <laughs>
0: <them>. <laughs> you see me? So, and and you were taught, and again, music, you know, culture, influence. you know, yeah, influence, patriarchy, right? if you want to to put that mm-hmm. in. Like, I mean, it is just the and it's not until you start getting older, yes, you get tired, but then you get really time to think for yourself, you know? Yes, you become an adult. You know, you start thinking of things. You know, you're around the same the same friends who you were with ten years ago. The thought that we were making ten years ago and the thought that we we're mm-hmm. making now completely different. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely mm-hmm. different. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You might have the one guy who's just always going to think. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, not gonna gonna reach, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. reach. I'm not gonna reach. theres I probably fifty. But like yeah. in general, mm. most of the friends. And the only time that is not the case probably you're that guy. But <laughs> but I mean, most of the times, you, you know, you your language, the rules change and the mm, rules change yeah. because you change mm. and because your environment change, you know? And at the end of the day, yes, it was all great when I was like 16 and they were telling me that this was, and I was living off my mom's like, like spending money. Like <laughs> it was all good then. It was all yeah. good. But like, <laughs> yeah. No. No, I literally have the same problems. My mother have bills, mm-hmm. rent. <laughs> mm. You
1: know, so you have so to spend, to wisely. spend exactly. wisely. Exactly, exactly, and I do agree. I, I, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. It's, not a, it's not, not a
3: poor man's sport. It's a rich man's sport.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: telling you. Interesting, guys. Interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap it up by asking everybody one last question and. We'll try to keep it as brief as humanly possible. No, what do you find most confusing about women?
2: See, I, I would answer, but I don't want to answer just in case I get back <laughs> again. So I'ma just I'ma just make you no. I will answer, but after the man then answer, so I could be politically no. correct.
1: Peter, so this is no, a safe space. So. You are not n- no judgment whatsoever, right? And I think this is the purpose is that the the point is is for us to be able to express ourselves as as yeah, organically yeah, yeah. as possible and to talk through that. And actually, in talking through what we've just talked through, we all came to a consensus, even yeah, though yeah, it yeah. was a little bit of a difficult road to get there, but we got there. So
3: I think um I've I've only really dated black women, but for me, what I've experienced over my what well, dating and being in a relationship is a common theme, and women always act like well not actually it sounds bad but i i'm gonna say it they like said you know communication is key and they're like the strongest communicator <laughs> ever but i find it confusing because every woman i've dated hasn't been the best communicator Com- <laughs> true and and true. what i mean but i give i'll give you examples right i've had a few of these situations where there will you know you come home you've had a bad day at work and a woman might be venting right so you have a dinner and a woman could be venting to you or talking and i've learned recently as again once again yes yesterday's price is not today's price dominic because last year i would if for someone's venting to me my mom my sister my woman whatever i would straight think of oh a solution but sometimes women coming at they come at you and it's just it's not even a solution they want they just want to just vent and just like moan and like crack a bottle of prosecco and just have some emotional support, and I used to think I'm not like this. I don't want to just talk for talk's sake. Like I don't want to talk up. until nine about the same your boss. And, and I'm thinking, why don't you just get a new job? I'm like, all right, here what we are gonna do. We're <laughs> gonna go on Indeed.com, CW Jobs, and we're gonna change and we're gonna we're gonna tweak your CV, and we're gonna maybe get you another job or we're gonna go back to your old job where you were happy. But you know you didn't get the pay rise. Maybe they'll give you a pay rise now. But then then you're told, oh no no no, I don't, don't want to do that. I, I used to get, I don't want to do that. I don't. Why are you telling me to do that? And I think, but you're moaning about something. I'm giving you a solution. So I used to find it. I used to find it confusing. Not so much now, because now I will lead with, um, are you saying this because you want just emotional support? Or you want to reason with me, yes. or do you want to look for a solution um, so we can try and get you out of this problem? And it's the same thing even if they're moaning about their female friends. Or like, oh, she did this, or she said this, or what do you think about this? And I think, hmm, you really want my opinion? Or have you already made the opinion in your head and you want me to just agree with you? <laughs> and it's the same thing with even food. It's like, all right, oh, shall I have, should we have steak or sea bass? And it's like, what do you really fancy? Are you asking my opinion? Or are you thinking, what's the easiest to cook right now? Like, I, what I find <laughs> it's confusing, women, sometimes it's just like, they already have the answer in their head and they just want you to repeat it (laughs) or they just want to have just the emotional support or someone who they can have like just a brethren who they can just reason with and just chat shit with kind of like the man who just chat shit not look for an actual solution they just want to have a bottle of Prosecco and just moan and just bitch about something right sorry for the bad word pastor
1: but just want to just
3: I just want to say
1: that this is what I
3: did ah, yesterday. height, fraction height. There you go. Yeah, the, the rose one, and the, yeah, that, this is it. And that's expensive as well, that one, man. <laughs> but yeah, so you 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 get me, Leanne. So yeah, I find I used to find that really confusing, but literally probably about 2020, I realized, oh, I need to stop. I need to kind of take accountability and think. Don't just look for a solution and fix a problem, which is this the alpha man approach of. You know there's a problem let me give you a solution sometimes just just be like oh really baby oh that really going John oh, like all right yo mm. that mm. you know and just and just like hype up the situation as well <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's real housewives of Atlanta or something and then after that just cause. Then, then after that I'll go and do some man things and just be like okay great yeah I've done, I've done my bit for society time to go and Yay! you know go on the form of the them and just yeah start
1: off my peace of mind
3: yeah but yeah that's, that's the that's the most thing i found confusing over the years
1: um, that's a good one that's a good one do you know what's funny is that every married woman that i know says the exact same thing about their husband is that they will have the solution to a problem but they almost have to trick their partners into believing uh, that they come up came up with the idea themselves it's very interesting I think a lot of these issues that we've discussed today or a lot of the things we've discussed today are present in the other sex, but mm-hmm. it's about finding the individual that provides the right balance for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, I try to find, I try to date people that I feel fill the gaps that I have and the failures yeah. that I have and the flaws that I have to provide that balance so very interesting discussion gentlemen thank you so much all for joining me i really appreciate it everybody's perspective was extremely interesting and <laughs> and valued um and we'll see how the woman respond to this episode i'm sure they'll have lots of opinions
3: <laughs> thank you for your time uh, really nice to meet you all. peter nice to meet, well, yeah. meet you all nice to meet you peter and um yeah bro yeah. Interesting conversation. And Henry, big up yourself and Leanne speak soon.
1: (laughs) So thanks guys so much for joining me. Um, Don't forget to share, listen and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. We will be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods